Uh, how is Community Bible Church? Uh, and I know, I know, I already know. Before I even ask that question, I know, because we're all kind of in the same boat, aren't we? We're, we're okay, we're hanging in there, we're uh, frustrated still, all the mask stuff, COVID stuff, getting through it, we're going to be all right. Um, let's go to the next level, though. Have <laughs> you ever had somebody ask you, just kind of, um, they just kind of go a little deeper and you're maybe not even ready for it. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. How you doing? Oh, I'm good. So what are some of your like deeper, like unfulfilled dreams? It's like, oh, okay. <laughs> we're going to go. We're going to just go right there. Okay. So uh, we are going to go there today. I'm just going to, just going to ask, okay, how is Community Bible Church doing spiritually? It's like, oh, okay, yeah, we are. We're going there today. Uh, how are we doing spiritually? And, and you might hear that question. You might be like, ah, I mean, ask Joel. <laughs> Joel knows about that kind of stuff. Or ask the person sitting next to me. They're, they're more spiritual than I am. Or, you know, there's, there's somebody else that could probably answer that question. Um, it, it's, tough to answer, it's tough to answer that question. But we're going to dig into it a little bit. Uh, and so... Um, we're, we're doing okay, right? I mean, we're here. We're at church. You made it. You're on time. You're in your seat. You're, you're here for the sermon. You sang together. Okay, we're doing fine that way. And uh, you're, you're listening right now. At this moment, you're listening. You got your Bibles ready. You're going to go in Psalm 85 in just a moment. So we're doing good there. Okay, so, um, so some good things. It shows priority. But what are we, what are we hoping for? Okay, so we're here. We're at church. So you're at church right now. What would you love to see happen? Community Bible Church, what would you love to see happen as a result of this? We're going to read God's Word. We're spending time singing to the Lord. We're praying this 21 days of prayer. What would you love to see happen at Community Bible Church in a spiritual way? Well, our psalm today was going to, is going to address that question. So if you want to find Psalm 85, it's going to answer the question for us. So we're not like, I don't know. What do we want to see? Okay, Psalm 85, there's 13 verses that are going to help us think this through. What would we want to see happen spiritually at Community Bible Church. And that's what we're going to be talking about today. And, and you may think, I don't know, let, let God do his thing. Let Joel kind of work on that kind of stuff. But one of the things we're going to be talking about is that you're part of this. If there is going to be something corporately happening as a church, if the church is going to be growing in a, in a way, and you're here, you are the church. And I'm saying if there is going to be something happen as a church, you're going to be part of it. You are, and that's exciting, I think, for each of us. Um, and so what we're going to see is that the community together can offer up a collective prayer to the Lord and uh, can, can ask God to act, and then that's what we're going to do actually today for this church to start off this 21 days of prayer. Um, we can lament our struggles as a community. That's what we're going to see, Psalm 85. As a community, you can say, okay, we're lamenting together. We're going to remember that God has been good We're going to ask God to be good again, and then we're going to say, God, we're hoping in you. Our hope is in the Lord. Um, Fixer Upper. Have you seen this show? Chip and Joanna Gaines. Uh, My wife and I were a little late to the party, but this is a great show. It's a really great show, and it reminds me, actually, of this church building. I mean, this is, there's, they did a fixer-upper here before we moved in, and, and it's just fantastic, and we love it. But um, this show is great. They take old houses that are kind of just been neglected and, uh, and just not in great shape, and they totally redo them. And it's fun. Every time, you're like, man, that looks better. They do the before and the after pictures. You're like, that looks nice. And, uh, and we're into it. Like, 10 years late, we're into the show fixer-upper, but it's good. Um, 
Maybe you've seen other kind of makeovers or you've seen like those before and after pictures of, uh, you know, there can be a guy who's like doing a diet program or like a workout program and they show the before and after. And sometimes it looks like they could have been taken on the same day. Like the guy's just like in bad lighting and he looks just kind of sad and he's just kind of letting it all. And then like the after he's like, <laughs> he's just smiling. He's like kind of sucking it in a little bit and he, uh, he looks, he looks better, right? Looks maybe put some spray tan on or something like that. He looks better. It's like, I always laugh because some of those, it's just like, that could have been in the same day. The guy's like, eh, eh. And it's like, you know, it's like, okay, good. Great transformation. And you can try to fake it sometimes. Some of those, it seems like they're fake. Um, Some things cannot be faked. Uh, A spiritual makeover, you cannot fake it. You can't just put a smile on your face and say, hey, God's really changing me. Uh, if it's not true. And so uh, what we're talking about today is a spiritual makeover, uh, revival. And it's not a matter of just externals. Um, We're going to see from the psalm what it involves. Uh, So please look at Psalm 85 with me. And as we read it, we're looking for some action steps for the church. What is the church supposed to do? We're going to kind of put Community Bible Church in this passage and just say, okay, what what do we do now? What can we take away from this? So let's read Psalm 85, I'm going to start in verse 1, uh, so please read with me, or just follow along as I read it, uh, but let's, let's give our attention to Psalm 85. Lord, you were favorable to your land. You restored the fortunes of Jacob. You forgave the iniquity of your people. You covered all their sin. You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Restore us again, O God of our salvation. And put away your indignation toward us. Will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? Will you not revive us again, that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for he will speak peace to his people, to his saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. Steadfast love and faithfulness meet, righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. Yes, the Lord will give what is good and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. I believe this psalm mirrors where a lot of us are right now. Uh, it's amazing how God's Word can do that. You know, thousands of years later, it's like, yeah, this actually, I, I can identify with this. Um, and so it starts out, we can, we can think of ways that God was good to us. But then we can say, God, we need you to be good to us now. We need your help again. We need you now. Uh, and then we can put our hope in Him. And that's, that's kind of our outline today. Um, you'll see it on the screen. God has been good. And then we'll see uh, that God, please work, please revive and restore us again, and then we'll hope in you to do that. And that's true for you, isn't it? Wouldn't you say that? If, if I just kind of went, we went around the room and, and uh, we just kind of it took, took stock for our own lives, we said, well, yeah, yeah, God has been good to me, sure. Do I want, do I need God to be good again? Yes. Will I hope in Him? Yes, I will. And that's kind of the outline for this psalm. So it's true for us as individuals. And what we're going to do is, is approach this collectively as a church. If it's true for all of us, then it's, it's true for the group. And so first part we're going to see there in verses one through three, you read a lot of past tense 
verbs and descriptions. Like this already happened. So verse 1 through 3, you see that, uh, God, you were favorable. You restored. Verse 2, you forgave. You covered. It happened already. Verse 3, you withdrew. You turned from anger. It's good to remember those things. God, you were good. I, I remember how it was. And yes, think, let me think about it. Yeah, you were good. Um, do we have things like that in our lives that we were so thankful for at the time, but then we just move on? I mean, that happens for me. Does that happen for you? The, the idea of, uh, and it could be any kind of prayer, but some, sometime that you, you went to the Lord and you said, God, I am desperate for you to work. Like, I need you. Please help me. Please help me through this circumstance or what I need, or please bless me with this that I need. And, and you say, God, please help me. And, and um, maybe it's things you take for granted now. Forgiveness, salvation, God providing, God protecting. Um, we do that with prayer requests. If, even simple things like you lost your keys or you lost your wallet and you hate that feeling, right? Isn't that a terrible feeling? It's like, oh, it's lost. Where is it? It's around here somewhere. And like, I gotta have it. And you're praying, Lord, help me find it. And I looked here, I looked here. God, I... I got to leave and like, I need it. And, and would you please help me to find, oh, there they are. And then you just move on, right? Or you're, you're, you're driving and it's snowy and it's slippery. Lord, help me. I got to get home. Please, you know, protect me, protect my family. Just uh, keep us safe on these roads. Okay, we're home, everybody. You know, and we do that sometimes. And in larger things in life, uh, you just move on and, and you're not thinking that you need God as much as you did before. And, you think about what God has led you through, how He's provided, how He's protected you. What has He done for you in the past? Can you remember that? Can you remember that for you? Something that God has done in your past, and you say, wow, man, I've, I've just looked past that. Lord, forgive me. I, I, I need to remember what God has done. And this is a great way to begin this psalm because it shows confidence. Where is our confidence? Well, it's what God has done, and so we need Him to do it again. Uh, what has God done? He did these things. Verse 1 through 3, he, he cared, He helped, He showed favor, He restored all these great things that He did. He forgave our sin in the past. He turned from His anger. That was so amazing for us. It's great. It's a good place to start, too. If we're looking for revival, if Community Bible Church you are looking for a revival, a great place to start is to say, you know what? We're praying to a God who has been good, who has been faithful. He really has. He really has. Uh, Israel has quite a history. And so even when this psalm was written, many think it was when uh, the, the nation, the Jewish people who returned from exile in Babylon, it could have been another exile, but they were working to, to restart, right? They were going to rebuild the temple. They were getting the leadership in place. They were kind of getting back on track and, uh, and, and setting things right, getting things right. Um, we can relate to that. I mean, we all, like, even fall, like when fall comes along, it's like, okay, you know, new school schedules and we got to get everything set and we got to get, starting to get colder, get my, my switch for my summer clothes to my winter clothes. I got to get the yard ready for the cold. Like, it's just kind of like a time where like, okay, got to get everything set for us. Uh, we have to, we like to have things in order like that. Could this be a time for Community Bible Church? And when I say that, I'm talking about you as part of Community Bible Church. Could this be a time for Community Bible Church to, to make sure that things are right. Let's get right spiritually. And so you notice what's covered in verses 1 through 3. This is, there's a lot of physical elements. 
Israel had not been faithful to their terms of their covenant with the Lord. And so there was these physical consequences, right? God allowed them to physically go into exile. And now they were back in their land. But there's also this spiritual element. If you see in verse 2 and 3, there's the forgiving of sin. You see that? In verses 2 and 3, God forgave their sin. And so what's happened is that they had sinned. That brought physical consequences, the exile. But now those physical consequences were, were, you know, they were back in their land now. So that was being restored physically. But this psalm is addressing the spiritual restoration that even needed to happen. Um, So this is a process. And we know it's a process because you see in verse 3, it says, You withdrew all your wrath. You turned from your hot anger. Awesome. Thank you, Lord, for being gracious that way. Turning from his anger. And then in verse 4, restore us again, O God of our salvation, and put away your indignation toward us. Verse 5, will you be angry with us forever? Will you prolong your anger to all generations? So we should ask, is there there some kind of in-between? Like God is angry or he's not angry? It said he put it away, he turned from it. And then it said, God, will you be angry with us? Will you prolong your anger? Well, God had turned from his anger, he had. He, show, he showed that by letting them be in the land. So what's next? Was he still angry in a way? Well, here's how I would answer that question. Sin is messy. Sin is messier than you think it is. It's uglier than you think it is. And the way it can invade our hearts, our lives, uh, is... is it's the way it affects us. But even those around us, it's just awful. It offends God. It impacts our relationship with God. It's, sin is just awful. And so when we're talking about God's response to their sin, the nation restores, is restored from their exile physically. That's one thing. But spiritually, there are habits that people had here, habits that we have, that, that we need to... Uh, we need, there's, a, there's a way of life that needs to be undone, right? We need to be changed. And so that, I think that's what's happening here. Uh, God may have restored them physically and spiritually, but they need more spiritual restoration. They need more forgiveness because sin is such a mess. That comforts me. I hope it comforts you when you struggle with the same stupid sin. <laughs> you know, you're like, oh, that, I, don't, I don't want to deal with this. My, own, my same selfishness I deal with over and over it comforts me that I can read my Bible and I can see that people have always kind of been in that boat and they need a gracious, patient, forgiving God and they have that and we have that. Um, that's exactly what we need. A God who offers forgiveness. Uh, God, even though I'm confessing again to you now, I know you're going to forgive me this time and maybe even in the future. I'm not going to be perfect in my life. I'm going to mess up some way going forward. Uh, but God... It highlights who God is and His character in dealing with us. So we're thankful for that. So, okay, God has been good. And then what? As this psalm, as it progresses, it just kind of follows along with our human need. God is faithful. We remember that. You remember that. You can think, yes, God has been faithful to me. And so so I'm not faithful, so now what? What's the next step? Well, we ask, God, be good again and revive us. God, will you be good again and revive us? It's there in 4 through 7, you see, in verse 4. Restore us again, O God of our salvation, 
In verse 6, will you not revive us again that your people may rejoice in you? Show us your steadfast love, O Lord, and grant us your salvation. I, I, I love that these people are not putting it on themselves to be revived. I love that. And, that, and that's important for us to know today. The approach is not, well, we walked away from the Lord before, so what we really need to do is just try harder. That's really the answer to all this. If I just try harder, then uh, you know, you know, now I know I, a better way to do this. Um, no, the better way to do this is saying, God, please do your work in us. You do it. You can restore us. How do we turn to the Lord, right? It's not in saying, um, you know, I, me, am turning to you, God. And so not, now I'm in good shape. Um, no, it, we say, God, I tried and I failed. I need you. <laughs> I need you to restore me. I need you to revive me. I need you to show me your love. I need you to grant me salvation. That's the, the attitude of the passage, and it's true for us. And I'm, please tell me that you see the I'm not doing my job if you guys are not seeing the difference in that, right? And so please tell me that you see the difference. The difference between, well, you know, I'm not spiritual enough, so I need to try harder. That versus, God, I'm not spiritual enough. Uh, I need more of you. Um, I need you to, uh, to restore. I need you to revive. And um, I wondered about this, like, you know, we're, we're always not where we need to be spiritually. And so why do we, we put it on ourselves? Like, you know, oh man, I really should be reading the Bible more. I should be praying more. My church is doing this thing, 21 days prayer, and there's an app, and I, I don't know if it's really for me. Like, you know, I really should be doing that, but it's, it, you know, I, I really should be more joyful. I really should be sinning less. I should stop doing that stupid thing I struggle with. And I really should be serving more. I really need to get on it and do better. That's kind of human nature, right? Isn't that what we kind of beat ourselves up a lot? Why do we do that? Why do we do that? I think it's pride. I think it's pride that we can handle our own lives. Spoiler alert, you can't. That's why you need Jesus. You cannot meet your spiritual need. He can. When you sin, he is righteous. When you don't obey, he obeyed. When you were faithless, he was faithful. That's, why, why, that's the gospel lived out in our lives. We need him. That's what this psalm is saying. And this 21 days as a church, your, your journey cannot be, okay, I, you know what? I, I tried this a long time ago, but it's different now because I got an app now. And so the app is going to lead me through. And as long as I get a, this calendar, I got reminders and all these things, and I can handle it. I can kind of revive myself spiritually. You can't. <laughs> You can't. You need to depend on the Lord. That's what this psalm is saying. That's what this church needs. We turn to God in our spiritual need. He meets our spiritual needs, not us. We knew that when you got saved and you're like, Jesus, he, he really, he, he died for me? Like, so I don't have to. So he took the punishment. He was perfect when I don't need to be perfect. I can't be perfect. I already know that from experience. I can't be perfect. I need him. It's great news when you're, you first believe. Now, fast forward to today. It's October 18th. It's 2020. This year is kind of a bummer. Um, and we're, we're living through it. And we're like, ah. And we're all just kind of sinking back, you know? Let's just stop trying. Let's not put it all on ourselves. Let's say, God, 
Will you restore? Will you revive? Will you show your love? This is what we need. We ask God to restore us, to revive us. And what is revival? Uh, John Piper describes it, God giving spiritual life to lifeless people. God giving spiritual life to lifeless people. And so to be revived medically is to take someone who's, who's laying there on the table or wherever. They're not responsive. They're, they're not breathing. Their heart's not beating. Something's happening. And you revive them, right? Um, can an unsaved person be revived? Well, Ephesians 2 talks about how we're dead in our sin. You can't revive someone who's dead. But uh, what we're talking about is believers that need to be revived right? We don't lose salvation, but we can lose the joy of our salvation. We can lose the, the heart behind it, the, the, the life that's, that should be there. Um, we can lose sight. Amazing spiritual realities. We read our Bible and it's just kind of, yeah, okay. Well, we're missing something if we don't read with amazement. Um, that's sad. It happens. I, I don't know. I mean, if, we, if we're honest, let's just be honest. It does happen to us. We get used to the gospel. We take it for granted. And we think, yeah, God died for me. Okay. You know, um, we focus on the present, not the eternal. We start trusting in ourselves practically. Like on a day-to-day thing, you're just like, all right, I got to get through this. And you're trusting in yourself. And I don't know how often you, you know, you come to church, you hear God's word being taught, but is it still amazing to you that you could read God's very words to you? Is that amazing? God wrote these words, and they're, they're, you can read them. It's amazing. Uh, when you sin is, is confession and forgiveness, is there still that sense of amazing? I can't lie. God, you are so good for forgiving me. That's, you're so gracious to me. Uh, what's your first reaction when you struggle against sin? Is it like, eh, I really shouldn't do that? Or is it, you know, God, God, please work in me so that I wouldn't do that. Please help me to choose you. Please help me to see something better. Help me to see you, your path, your joy over what is wrong that I could do. We, we're so bad at this, right? We've we got to work on this. We're, we're in it together. Uh, I, I just need to grow in this. I think we all do. That it, It's our pride that puts our performance at the center. And we need to be more dependent on the Lord. And so... We need to act out, or ask, I'm sorry, we need to ask things like what's in 4 through 7. As you read Psalm 85, what is in verse 4 and 6 and 7? Like, these are the things that we need to ask. Those kinds of prayers. Like, really pray them. Like, pray them like Jesus would pray them. You know, you're sweating like, you know, usually when you see somebody all sweaty, they got their workout gear, you're like, oh, they're probably working out. What if they were praying, <laughs> right? You get your, get your, all your exercise clothes on, you're, all right, I'm going to go pray, you know, uh, to pray these kinds of prayers. Uh, the difference between this psalm that we're reading and some other lament psalms, that's the term, that's a psalm of lament. This is a community lament. So there's other like individual laments that you can read in the psalms that are more individual, but this one is is for this, the group. And so Pastor Joel had read this psalm and, and thought it fitting for Community Bible Church. This is what Pastor Joel is saying. Like, we have an opportunity with what's happening as this church, at this church to seek the Lord, right? These next 21 days of prayer and uh, the, the, the prayer challenge and the things that you're taught here on Sunday morning. It, it could be a way that God chooses to work, and not just with you, but with the people all around you and the people watching online and, and, and this community, right? Um, Lord, revive us 
Help us find joy in you. Show us your love and your salvation. Great. So the first part, God has been good. Verses 1 through 3. The second part, 4 through 7, God, uh, we ask Him to continue to be good and revive us in spite of ourselves. And then in the last section of this psalm, we see, uh, we, we find hope in the Lord. There is hope in the Lord. Verse 8 and 9. Uh, Let me hear what God the Lord will speak, for He will speak peace to His people, to His saints. But let them not turn back to folly. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him, that glory may dwell in our land. If we're really praying, wouldn't it lead to us to wait on God to answer? Isn't that, doesn't that just kind of make sense? It's like, okay, I'm really praying, God, I'm really giving this over to you. Then it wouldn't be us kind of figuring out a way to get things handled ourselves. If, if like, yeah, I'm going to pray, but if God doesn't answer, I'm just going to figure it out. Well, that's not dependence, right? Um, if, if we say, God, I, you, please, I'm desperate for you to do this. And then we just kind of make backup plans and, and like, that's not true dependence. And so uh, pray with this true dependence that we read about. And in this psalm, we know the prayers uh, in 4 through 7 are prayed well. They do a good job with those prayers in verses 4 through 7 because they're followed by this expectation from God. If at the end of the psalm they're saying, okay, God, now we need you to work, they really are dependent. Right? And so verse 9 starts, surely. They're sure about it, right? Verse 12 says it confidently. uh, The Lord will give. It's a matter of fact, right? This could be you. This could be us. This could be the church. This could be us walking around like, God is going to do it. And you got that confidence and you got that kind of trust and, and 2020 isn't going to get you down and, and life circumstances aren't going to get you down. Uh, you're going to say, God is going to work today. He's up to some great things and I'm expecting him to do it. That sounds great. That sounds like the kind of church that we need to be. I love it. And so verse 8, God is going to speak peace, right? He's, this is what he's going to do. He's going to speak peace to his people. He's not just going to let us stay the idiots that we are. He's going to change us. Uh, verse 9, when I fear him, his salvation and glory are near. I want that. I want that. I want these things. I, this is what I want God to do. And then verse 10 is super poetic. 10 and 11, actually, they're super poetic. Did you catch these verses? Um, there's uh, where, where's our, our musicians, our bands. You guys want to write a song with these words? Like, there's something here. If you want to get, where's the guitar? Come on, get, get working on it. We'll sing it at the, right at the end of the service. See if you can write a song real quick. Because these verses, they're super poetic. Let's talk about what they mean. Verse 10, steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. Faithfulness springs up from the ground and righteousness looks down from the sky. What kind of verses are these? Uh, okay, so to help us, understand these, uh, many have used these verses as an explanation of what happened at the cross. At the cross, we see these things, right? This is um, God's love and faithfulness. They work beautifully together. His righteousness and His peace, they complement each other. And when you have both, you have perfection. When they're both together, that's God. That's what Jesus is. That's what He did. Okay, John 3.16, right? Everybody knows John 3.16. God so loved his love, so he gave 
his son. Love and faithfulness. Uh, Romans 5.8, while we were sinners, Christ dies for us. Righteousness and peace. Jesus was righteous in our place. And his death means we can have peace with God, the righteousness and peace together. This verse is awesome. I'm serious. Like, let's write a song. Let's do it. Like, it's just good. Um, and so it's, it's very poetic. And I don't want to just rush past it. Like, eh, I don't know what that means. It's kind of kiss each other. What are they talking about? Um, no, let's think about what the psalm is saying. God blesses us by joining these things together um, in the way that he treats us. He's loving and he's faithful. To us, let steadfast love and faithfulness meet. Righteousness and peace kiss each other. He gives those together, and, and even though we sinned against him. You know, if you have never trusted in Jesus, and I don't, I don't know everyone in here, and I don't know everybody watching, or, uh, but I, I just want to say this. This is a wonderful truth for you. <laughs> uh, God's love means that he provided Jesus, his son, to die and rise again so we can be saved. And so... In him, we can have the confidence that's, uh, that's there in verses 12 and 13 to, to close out the psalm. Yes, the Lord will give what is good, and our land will yield its increase. Righteousness will go before him and make his footsteps away. And so what does this mean for you? And what does this mean for Community Bible Church? What does this mean for us? may seem like a separate question. What does it mean for me and what does it mean for the church? But I, I think they're more linked than we think. And so uh, Community Bible Church doesn't exist without the people that are sitting all around you and with you. You're part of this. And so the church is made up of people and their spiritual condition and, uh, and everything that, that goes along with that. Um, it's made up of believers who are saved by grace. And so when I ask you know, what does this mean for us? I think sometimes we can have a hard time with that. We, we think individually more than we think corporately. The Western church especially, right? We, we, we're kind of individualistic in America. And uh, in the East, I think they have more of a community kind of corporate identity. Um, so it's harder for us to, to grasp this, but we can, we can grow in this, that, that this is something for all of us together. So what we just read is a prayer right? All 13 verses, we're reading this prayer. God has done his part, the first part. He will do it. And what's your part? Well, Pastor Joel is challenging you to be a praying church, okay? And so what we want to talk about is uh, this church, as you pray for healing, as you pray for renewal, as you pray for revival, as, as you're praying in such a way that even the neighbors are affected, the loving to life. I love the phrase. I love the idea that, that, that this community is like, man, there's something going on at Community Bible Church. Those people are changing, and God's working there. This is what we want. And so we want to talk about roles. What is God's role in revival, and what is our role in revival? If we want that, if we're like, yeah, I'm ready for, for God to do something special. Like, I'd like to see him working. Okay, so what is his part? What is he going to do? And what is our role? We can see some things from this passage. God, from verse 4, he restores. He puts away indignation. Verse 6, he revives spiritually. Verse 7, he shows love. And we can count on God to do those things. He's a God who's perfect. He's faithful. We don't have to question his role in this. What you see is what you get with God. That, as you look at it, is true about God. It's like Old Faithful, that geyser, that's like this hot spring that comes in, uh, it's at Yellowstone. And if you're planning a trip out there, and it's 
to Wyoming, right? You're going to visit this national park. I guess every 90 minutes, this, this thing sprays hot water. I've never been there. I don't know. But, uh, but that's what I've heard. And it's just like, it's, it's so consistent. You don't have to worry when you plan a trip there. Like, all right, I'm going to take the kids. We're going to load up. We're going to get to Wyoming. We're going to go to this old faithful geyser in, in Yellowstone. And I hope it's not the day that it stops. <laughs> like, I hope it's not that we finally get there. And I've heard about this. I get there and, and it, what happened? It stopped. No, it's going to happen. You know it's going to happen. Uh, this is God, right? You can count on it. These descriptions about God, this is what he does. And so what is our role? Our role, from verses 1 through 3, remember his goodness. No matter where you are now, no matter what you're going through right now, I know that we can think back and, and praise God for things that he's done. Don't forget those things that he's done in your life. Don't, don't just rush past. They're so good. They're gifts to us. They're tre- like treasured gifts that we can say, man, God, you were faithful then and then. You did that. You did this for me. Thank you. Um, don't rush ahead from those things. Take time. Thank God for what he's done. We miss out on so much joy when we, we just rush ahead, right? It's like, oh, I've got to keep moving. Gotta, no, let, let's, let's remember how God has been good and thank him for that. So that's our role is to remember his goodness. Uh, another role, listen to what God says from verse 8. Listen to what he says. Let me hear what the Lord God will speak, for he will speak peace to his people. Um, and, and when we listen, it leads to turning from foolish living. And so it's time as a church like to listen to this. And so I know this is on, I heard Pastor Joel's heart on all this stuff. And he, he really does have a heart for you guys and for this community and for God to work. And, and this could be like a spiritual wake-up call for revival. And we think, how else is it going to happen? We want to see that, right? But we think, how is it going to happen? Well, it happens with us listening and then responding. Like, it's not just, uh, you know, one person. It's all of us doing this together. And so um, we have a role in that. Now, the other thing we're going to do is fear him from verse 9. Surely his salvation is near to those who fear him. That's why we do it. We know he's God, God is God. Like, we know that we're not, and He is, and He's powerful, and He's eternal, and He's creator, and all these things. And so we control so little, He controls everything. And so we're not God. We have a right, uh, we need to have a right perspective of His power and His lordship. And then closing out the psalm again, just the Lord will give what is good. Um, So we expect Him to answer with what is good and right. We expect these things from Him. God, we know you're faithful. We're counting on you. And so, Lord, we expect you to answer our prayers. That's, uh, that's our prayer for the church, right? Community Bible Church. We're going to go for it, right? 21 days of prayer. Like, let's get into it. Let's, let's thank God for who he's been, how he's treated this church, how he's treated you. Let's talk about, Lord, we need you to act. We need you to work in us. And then we want to expect him to answer. And so um, God can do amazing things through this church. You know, COVID, you know, throw that out. Forget about that. God can do some really cool things. And I've heard some cool stories from Joel, too, about what's happening here. Uh, I want to apply this passage right now. I'm going to close in prayer. The psalm is a prayer. And you're part of this. For me, closing in prayer and... um, you know, I know that I, I know I go to church, right? So I know the temptation is closing prayer. You're just like, you're ready for the next thing. It's okay. 
you know, I'm, I'm, you start to pack up and you're getting rid of your gum or you're like thinking about lunch or football or whatever it is. Like, it's okay, it's like a transition time, the closing prayer. Here's what I'm going to ask you to do. Um, you pray with me. So when I pray, you listen, you agree. We're praying together because you're hearing what I'm praying to the Lord and you're saying, yes, Lord, you're agreeing with, in your, your spirit as you pray. And so um, as we agree before the Lord, we pray together. So that's what we're going to do. I'm going to close in prayer. We're going to close in prayer. And then we're going to uh, close with a song um, together. So let's pray together. Lord, you have been good to this church. Uh, Lord, I think about five years as a church um, body. I think about this new building. I think about people serving. Um, even getting, getting this church, church through uh, 2020 with all the things that have happened so far this year. Lord, you've been good to this church as a whole. And Lord, for each of us individually, we want to confess and thank you that you have been good to us. You've been good to me. Each person can say that, Lord, that you have been good to them. Lord, we rejoice in the ways that you've worked. You're, you're awesome, an awesome God to us. And we thank you for how you've been good. Lord, we want to follow along with what this psalm tells us and, and shows us and, uh, Lord, we just want to ask that you would restore us. Lord, would you forgive sins? Would you revive us? Would you help us to find joy in you? Would you show us love? Would you change us individually? And, Lord, would you change this church? And, Lord, we're expecting you to do that. And we ask that you would help us to hope in you, in loving our neighbors to life, Lord, would we trust in you in, in loving our families and getting through tough circumstances at home, in our neighborhoods, at work, at school. Lord, there's so many things that we could go through. And Lord, we're expecting you to work. And we don't want to just keep trying our best. Lord, we want to depend on you. So Lord, we're going to ask that just as this psalm says, Lord, would you revive us? Would you restore us? This church, would you change and, and do new things? And Lord, help us to walk even more closely with you. So Lord, that's our prayer. And uh, we're thankful for the opportunity to kick off 21 days of prayer and, and to do this together. Lord, what a blessing. And so Lord, I, I do thank you for, for Joel, as it was mentioned. And, and Lord, please, please give him a good break today. But Lord, I pray that uh, with, with a regular pastor, or with a guest speaker today, whoever is sharing your word, Lord, that our relationship with you would be based on you, that it wouldn't be about uh, another person, but Lord, that it would be based on you. So when Joel gets back next week, Lord, would you already be doing things? Because it's you that's working. It's you that's working through the people of this church. So Lord, we, uh, we're thankful for this opportunity. Thank you for Psalm 85. Thank you that it's meaningful for us. And uh, Lord, we want to worship you now. We want to turn to you. Um, you are our Lord. You are our God. And so we're glad to sing that today and to, uh, to turn to you together. We pray this in Jesus' name. Amen.